Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Okay, here we are. This is PodFest. And uh, very interesting for me because I never do interviews remote. So I'm hoping this is going to work out as it should. I'm with a dear friend and amazing athlete, Faye Stenning, from the other part of the world, Canada. And uh, I'm trying to keep her awake. She's a little tired. It's been a rough couple weeks. <laughs> Faye, say hello to folks. Hi, guys. So, Faye, here we are, world championships, once again. You're about to fall asleep. <laughs> How are things going? Uh, things are going good. I think um, I love being back at Tahoe because, I mean, this is my, I believe, fourth year here. And I, get, I just find when I'm in Tahoe, I'm really happy because I, I'm kind of reminded of four years ago when I did the sport and I was like, I remember talking to my dad before the race and like dad do you think I could crack the top 10 this year and you know I've I've been everywhere from third at this race to 12th at this race and um, it kind of brings me back to why I, I begun doing this sport um, in the first place aside from you know the pressures and the sponsors and all the stuff we got going on now I remember I'm remembering you know what it was like to do just for fun and I'm trying to bring that positive Mem those positive memories um, into tomorrow's race. So I'm feeling really happy and really relaxed and mostly just excited to be here. Well, so Faye, you and I have history. You've been out to see me. We've hung out. We've done some things together. And uh, I kind of know your lifestyle. I know what you've been up to. And uh, of late, things have changed. You've settled down. You're now living in New York. And uh, we talked about this a little bit before we started this interview. Can you share with the folks how being centered and this whole circumstance we spoke of earlier has kind of worked in your favor? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's been great being in New York City because it's just, you know, obstacle, sure, I'm a professional obstacle course racer, but I'm like a person and a friend and a girlfriend first and foremost. And um, it's been great being in the city because it just it's not my whole life isn't revolved around obstacle course racing and I'm a really intense um, type of person and so if you tell me that you know all I can do all day is like sleep eat and train like I would go crazy so it's nice having a little bit of distraction and just um, having balance and I guess I've always been sort of seen as someone in the sport that has a really balanced life and and I'm happier because I have that balanced life so New York City just is kind of the it's kind of, you know, my ging to my yang or whatever, however you want to call it, but it, um, it keeps me happy. And yes, it may not be the most ideal place to, to um, train since um, obviously Lake Tahoe looks nothing like Manhattan, yeah. but um, I, I'm making it work and I'm, I'm, you know, figuring out things logistically and, and um, I'm excited to see if all the training techniques I've used in the city, if they're going to translate to that mountain tomorrow. Well, I think that... Uh just based on the conversation we had, the conventional approach that you had, 
Uh, you, we spoke a little bit about you getting together with some of these New York runners mm -hmm. and kind of getting that game together a little bit. I think that really helps to bring out the thing that you're, that you're known for is your ability to run. And uh, if I had to pick an asset for you, I obviously say that getting in some dedicated volume and you talked about distractions and I know that used to be your distractions were kind of random. Mm -hmm. You know, you just had stuff tossed at you. Yeah. You know, living with a guy and being that much more centered in New York, mm -hmm. I, I'll bet at least now there's kind of a focused distraction. Yeah. So it seems like you're able to get your shit together a little bit better. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you nailed it on the head is going back to my roots, which is really running. I mean, when I first started this sport, I was getting away and, and doing quite well. And all I was doing was running on the road around the river um, over and over again back in Canada. And you know, as you get really, really fancy with the OCR training and you gotta be in the gym and doing these circuits and these burpees and all this stuff, I actually found like I was getting weaker at my strength. So um, it's been good being in, um, you know, being in Manhattan. I've got, I mean, I'm training with a bunch of girls that females that are running 240 marathons. And um, that's, I think my biggest weapon this weekend is that I've been, I'm comfortably able to run you know, a, a pretty damn long at a pretty fast pace. Um, and that's what I've been doing in the city and I do have some focus there. It just doesn't look like other people's training looks because I don't, that's just not where I'm living. Pretty damn fast for fairly, fairly long is definitely gonna be an attribute you're gonna to need tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the course a little bit. I understand that they're doing reverse course, right? So it's mm -hmm. kind of switched and uh, I mean, I just got here a little while ago, so I'm not real savvy in respect to what's going on. But my understanding is that it's more of a runner's course now. It's not quite as, you know, punch in the face early on and, you know, level out towards the end. It's going to be more uh, runnable in the beginning parts of the race. And mm -hmm. then it's going to uh, you're going to start facing the climbs late in the race. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's more of a runner's course because I mean, we've taken out four, almost four miles of last year's course, and that four miles we've taken out was mostly primarily some flat stuff that we were kind of doing at the top or at the bottom. So, um, but I think just because it, it, maybe it is more of a runner's course in the sense that you can run fast for 13 miles. 17 miles, yeah, you can still run fairly fast, but 13 miles, we really can see who's been doing their, their threshold runs, their tempo runs, even their speed work is, is valuable at that distance. So um, yeah, in that sense, I guess it, maybe it is more of a runner's course. Um, I just love Tahoe because they don't have access, I think, to all the, the mountains, so they can't put us in the bushwhacks and all that technical stuff that just drives any runner insane because we can't tap into our speed when we get thrown that stuff in our way. So, so that's exciting for me. So now, um, after this race, what, what's your plans? Do you, I, you have more races towards the end of the year? Yeah, so after this race, I mean, I, I've, every year I plan and I hope and I pray that Tahoe's my last race. Um, I just find myself, I'm really tired um, this late. I mean, we've been going hard since March was the first um, US championship race, so I don't know how many months that is, but it's been a while. But you know, just the way Spartan has these little incentives to race here and race there. And now I'm winning the mountain series right now. I have two races in the mountain series. I've been, won both of them. So if I just do one more at the end of October, then I win the mountain series. And then of course you get paid out for that. So 
I wish I could say it was the last race and not in a negative way, just in it's time to rest, but I still have to race for one more month. Just, um, on, I'm going to be completely honest, just for financial, um, incentives. Right. And where's that race? Um, that's like just outside of New York. And this is a Spartan. Yeah, it's part of the mountain series. It's a new. It's like the New Jersey or the New York or whatever. Um, s- mountain race uh, super. Ah yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So in the super, you still get credit as a, as a mountain race. You don't have to do a beast. No, the, you get to pick three. There's a mountain series. I think there's five or six races in that series, and you get to pick three um, that go towards your point total. And um, I've only done two. Okay. So I'm just trying to do one more so I can. Um, yeah. Take home some. Ginger. Take home some. Yeah, <laughs> home some cash. Nice. And so, uh, assuming that that all goes well, then you're done for the season. Yeah, then I'll be done. And um, I'm just yeah looking forward to um, seeing my friends, seeing my family, going to bed when I want to go to bed, waking up like and not having this thing Hanging daunting over, over head. my head like I gotta run at this pace at this time and. If it goes bad, I'm going to be in a bad mood all day, you know? <laughs> well, you know what's okay. interesting about what you just said is that I've actually quoted you and something you said that I thought was very powerful and disciplined, which now you're looking at me and thinking, really, you thought I was disciplined? <laughs> but once upon a time, you told me that you put in your brain that you're going to carve out two hours of training every day. Yeah. You're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And nothing is going to take precedence over that timeline. Yeah. Everything else is going to be everything else, but you're going to get those two hours, whatever you might have scheduled for yourself. Yeah. And I think that was really powerful because a lot of people are, they tend to be a little bit more random and very uh, subject to what their friends want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and then they find out that one day that things aren't just going as well as they used to. Mm-hmm. So uh, credit to you for that. Uh, you pretty much stick to that now? You, you. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say this, like it's like sort of cliche, but like consistent consistency is so important. Um, you got to, I mean, I've been training for this race since January 1st, and there's not one time that I missed a training session for any reason. And that's, and I could probably go back years and years and years with this history. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it just, it's not, it's not even, you almost become a bit robotic in the sense that you don't even, it doesn't even cross your mind. Like maybe I'll skip this today. You just do it. And then you're like, you're just, it's just done. And it's, it's not like you're, you're having to make a conscious decision to do it. It just becomes part of your life and it's just what you do. Well, I think the consistency helps with the outcome because if you're forcing yourself into something you're not prepared for, then you may take a hit that, that, makes the following training session not go nearly as well mm-hmm. and then you can spiral out of control yeah and i just think when you have this foundation of conditioning yourself exactly. to, to the to the same uh, at least uh, volume of training mm-hmm. uh, not speaking of the amount of intensity or or yeah. you know your approach to the work but just your body's kind of conditioned to knowing i'm good with this i can get this done yeah and then your globally your workouts tend to be much better Oh, exactly. Yeah. It, it's like anything. You can't, you can't shock your body. You can't run like five, five miles, five miles, five miles, and then run twenty-five miles. Like, you're. It's same with like your diet. Like you can't like eat like, you know, lettuce, 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 <laughs> lettuce and then have a cheeseburger. It's like you got to be consistent. Like you know, with going with that analogy, it's like you got to run like ten miles every day, or instead of eating salad and cheeseburger, you got to eat like so, so find a middle ground, like sandwiches. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you got to be it, your your body. I think. Homeo wants to be at a state of homeostasis. And, exactly. 
and you go, you got to find that in all aspects of your life. So. Yeah, and I, I think the consistency with your diet is very important as mm -hmm. well. And and I don't, you know, you know, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. We're not going to throw any names out there, but yeah. we we identify that some people are a little confused about the nutrition. Yeah. Um, and maybe they get on a rant. They try yeah. something different for a while. And they find out six weeks later that it wasn't a really good idea. Mm -hmm. And they almost need to go into recovery from mm -hmm. that nutrition. Yeah. And then they try something else because yeah. somebody gave them the solution. Right. The magic, do this, and this is going to yeah. solve that problem you mm -hmm. had. And then they go down another six-week rabbit hole that, mm -hmm. that becomes a problem. So, you know, I, you know me. I've always mm -hmm. been very conservative about nutrition. And I just find that going back to what you said about consistency, just letting your body know what you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. Not throwing any curveballs at it mm -hmm. is really, really important. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the competition. And I know this is like everybody's ex expecting me to ask you these kind of questions. Mm -hmm. And it probably, you know, it gets to be sore. You don't want to talk about it all the time. <laughs> but um, you're coming in healthy. You're feeling pretty good about this. And, you know, you and I have been friends a long time. And I said I didn't want to pat you in the back earlier because, you know, it goes right to your head. <laughs> but you're my favorite. I, I, I want to see you win this race. And uh, I think you have the, I think you got the wheels to do it. Uh, and, but there's some people out there who want to take it from you, and, and you know who they are. So mm -hmm. if you got in your crystal ball and just kind of looked at what you think is going to happen in respect to uh, who, obviously we know who the top five are, but the dynamics of the way you think it's going to shake out. Yeah, and I don't think we know who the top five are. I think that uh, us North Americans think that the top five is <laughs> these people, like me, Alyssa, Rhea, Lindsay, yeah, Alyssa, Rhea, Nicole. Lindsay, Nicole. Um, but it's not like some, we have to understand that there is a whole bunch of people from other countries that maybe can't afford to come down and do our U.S. Championship Series. Right. What have they been doing? Right. Right? Susanna. Um, Susanna, um, Miriam, um, and I don't even, Esther, I, I don't even know some of, like, I'm just as bad. Yeah. I don't even know some of these girls. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see, um, a lot of like a lot of things being shaken up this race. Um, I'd also like to point out some people that um, are are also really really strong, and they are North they are from the U.S. Dark but horses. Dark, yeah, they're dark horses like um, Sarah Woodward. Um, I honestly, I mean, and I would say, and I was I wrote this in an, an interview. Um, I'm most afraid of. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about Lindsay Webster because. Lindsay Webster is the gold standard. So she's number one. And I think that if you win a world championships, you're number one until you're dethroned. So let's just put Lindsay out of the picture because she is the best right now. And talk about um, um, Rebecca and Sarah. Rebecca and Sarah. So Rebecca Hammond and Sarah Woodward. So what Rebecca did at North American Championships, and she did it so effortless, effortlessly and so calmly. Um, I think is something that should scare us top girls. And I also think Sarah Woodward um, is someone that could do quite well. Um, I did a few workouts with her in Colorado, and um, she she would have beat me up the top of one mountain if she didn't have to stop and tie her shoe. So, <laughs> so she's up there too. Um, so I really think it's anyone's game, and, and it's really evident, and I've said this every year, I was like, Tahoe is a war of attrition and not just within the race but within the whole season um, and so if you're looking at some people who are already starting to have things come up injuries come up i'm not going to name p 
people who are injured. Um, but I'm just saying there's a lot of people with niggling injuries coming on. There's a lot of people who are getting sick. And that's just a sign of their bodies worn down. So it is a war of attrition. And I think we could see some people that perhaps maybe they're not as fit or don't have as much talent as others, but they're healthier and stronger and in a better place mentally. And they might um, take down um, some of the people that other people assume to be up there. So, yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, I guess to sum it up, it's anyone's day. But um, Well, let's talk about Rebecca Hammond because... Clearly that's, I mean, if you had to put odds on it, just anybody coming into this race, having only done three OCR events in her life, mm -hmm. full-time student, Harvard Medical, mm -hmm. pops out of the woodwork, pulls a second place mm -hmm. in a big series event with uh, eight caliber of athletes in tow. You, you know, it's like, like you suggested, she did it so effortlessly, it makes, makes you pause. But then you wonder about the experience and whether, like this type of a race to me, I think experience is gonna really matter. And I spoke to Rebecca and uh, clearly this girl's just got the genetic makeup to, to handle this kind of, she wasn't even, she ran the mile, she ran the 400. She, ne she was never ever a long distance athlete ever. Mm -hmm. And she told me that Prior to West Virginia, she had only run 13 miles once before in her life, and that was two years ago. And we talked about preparation for this race, and this was four weeks ago. And she goes, well, I, I feel like I'm going to need to train pretty hard for two weeks, but then I know me, I've got to back off for a couple weeks, or it'll just drive me crazy. So... She's, she's, she's smart. She's, she's, <laughs> she's a seasoned athlete. Um, Honestly, someone that has running experience, I don't care if it's a 200 meters or if, if it's a 20K or half marathon, is like, if you have that history, um, you've been coached by some good coaches um, quite young, and like I have as well, and, and those things that you were taught at a young age, like you, as you're older, you actually start to listen to your coaches, and you start to, you understand you don't need a kinesiology degree or to be some scientist to understand your body, and um, I think that she she has a really powerful thing, which is like body awareness, and she knows what she needs to do to race well. Um, so, and she's so <laughs> sorry, a little loud here. Guys, hey guys, I'd appreciate it if you could keep it down so we can get this done. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I just she's. I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't know what else to say about her. She is a huge threat. Um, I, I mean, I would predict her on the podium, and I've kind of been saying this all week. So, well, I, I listen. I get it. I, I told her. I said, you know, you got a lot of people nervous. I'm still kind of at ends with giving her the credit, based on that right. that one time out. But but, the, but she doesn't have pressure right no. now, which is a huge performance boost. Right being calm and relaxed and just having fun out there and seeing what ha what happens is a really powerful thing because there's that, you know, performance arousal curve. Yeah. And if you get too aroused, your performance goes down. If you're too under aroused, your performance is down. And she might, that's what it, being top performers always have that perfect arousal level and her not having any much experience or, or expected to win or expected anything. She might just go in and have a good day and blow the socks off everyone. Um, well, you, you touched on something that I think is important because number one, 
because it's so fresh for her, she's very excited about what she's doing with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where you guys are seasoned athletes, you've been fighting each other for a long time. We're tired, we're worn out. Well, you know what the battle yeah. is. You know, you, yeah. look, you know what's going to happen. You know, you know exactly what you're going to have to bring to the table in order to, to throw down. Yeah. And she's kind of indifferent. I, I was just kind of caught by surprise in her, her indifference. And she, you know, obviously enough, you know, she's finishing up her last year at Harvard Medical. And she's obviously going to go into a medical practice somewhere around the world. And I asked her, I said, so, you know, obviously enough, you're, you're, not, going to, you're not going to pursue this as a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. She goes, well, she goes, once I get into residency, um, I'm hoping that working through ER or whatever, my rotations are going to be such that I only have to work a couple days a week, in which case it's going to allow me a lot of time to train. And because I'm really having fun with this, then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get after that and, and I'll enjoy it. So I, I just, the, the whole thing just struck me as just so nonchalant and so mm -hmm. matter of fact. And that's kind of chilling, the yeah. fact that she can be that comfortable going into her world championships. Mm -hmm. And she was quick to, she, she caught that I was almost feeling like she was dissing the pros. Yeah. And she was quick to apologize for that. She was look, don't get me wrong. I, I thought, I, I have to say this, I, you know, I don't know her very well, but when I watched the West Virginia recap after the race, she, uh, Steve's interviewing her, and she basically said, oh, I just, like, got up that slip walk because of my shoes. Like, if it wasn't for my shoes, I don't know if I would have done so well. <laughs> it's like, Rebecca, you didn't win the race because you got up that slip wall. You ran the race because you hung on for 14 miles with some of the top girls in the sport. So she's so modest. Um, and it's strange that all the girls who are doing well in this sport and the guys they're just such sweethearts we really have no assholes in this sport yeah and um so it's it, i almost wish we had the girls were kind of you know assholes because i i feel like i might have like that extra oomph to yeah you want to take them, them out yeah. i want to take them out but they're so sweet i can't help like i mean after that i remember after last year's race when i crossed the finish line the first thing i did is look at Lindsay to see if she had won yeah like and and Lindsay, she, I can tell when she's when I cross when she's waiting for me to cross the finish line, that she's excited, excited for you. For you. Yeah. And and not just Lindsay, I'm talking about all the girls are like that, and and all the guys. And it, it's really really quite neat, especially because how often do you have that in a sport where, literally, there's like five thousand dollars in between the gaps of second and third and third and fourth. Like there's a lot of money. Like we're fighting for cash, and some people are living off it. Yep. And to still, for people to still be so supportive is really cool. Yeah. Well, that was evident in this uh, tough mutter event. Oh my God! Yeah. I'm so glad we're talking about that. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, if anyone that that I literally rewatched that like three times. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I'm not helping somebody over the wall to beat me when it's ten thousand dollars. Oh my line. God! <laughs> I I said. I said, Scott, uh, my boyfriend, I was like, you got to come see this. And he's like, what? I'm like, you got to watch this. And, he, and so we were watching it, and he goes, oh, she helped her over the wall. I'm like, no, 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 wait. Oh, and her, and her, and her. And then she failed an obstacle close to the finish line. Um, and then, because she could have maybe almost, I don't know exactly what happened, but, and she still beat all those girls, but she, I don't know, that was... That was amazing. Like what? It's like a, a good Samaritan award you should get or something. Oh like. my God! Like, there, um, those two. Like, what the heck? Yeah, I, I think that the thing to do is you, <laughs> so you, nice. you, you buy them a beer when it's done, 
know. And then you you nudge the crap out of them, climbing over the wall. And if you can make them fall, make them fall. You know. Yeah, I hope that. You think at World at Tahoe? Do you think that Lindsay's gonna wait for us I at think the she obstacles? Should. I think she should. I hope she should. I'm gonna ask her actually if I see her tonight. Buy her, say, buy her flowers. You know what you did. You know what you did at this, this slip wall, or you know what you did at that yeah. whatever that wall was. You mind doing that on a few obstacles for me? Yeah. Just like make sure I get over them. Like if I'm struggling, like maybe help me through the water. Hand. Yeah. Help me through the water. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Well. We have cool people in this. Sport. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously that's exemplary. It's and uh, I, there were some other people that did the same thing, and I, you know, I think it's cool that even still she won. Yeah. Which means, you know, that's almost like, oh, the bitch helps me over the wall and she still beats me, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. I know. It's so. crazy. Honestly, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I don't think I'll ever want to do Tough Mudder because I don't think I'm that nice to help people. And I'd feel really uncomfortable if someone helped me and I'd feel like I would need to help them. Yeah. And that would put me in like this moral dilemma and I'd feel angry that they helped me because then I have to help them. And I just, I like, I'm like the, an, I've never played a team sport, so yeah. I'm a total individual. Yeah. So at the starting line, you should almost get together and say, hey, look, everybody, don't help me. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not helping you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep this real. Let's yeah. all get out there and get done. Yeah. And then when it's over, we can have a beer together or something like that. Yeah. All right, so um, who else? Who else are we looking at? Uh, what about Susanna? I have no idea. Like I said, I've never raced against her other than world championships. So based off previous experience, I'm assuming she'll do well. <laughs> I don't think anybody has. You know, not in this country. I mean, yeah. she's, she only shows up for this race, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Um, Kristen Sad is also an amazing. Yeah. Um, I was training with her as well in Colorado. And uh, I think she's going to be shaking some things up, too. Um, she's She is, I think what people, she has... She's so injury prone, like she's injured all the time. And for her to be at that fitness level with the amount of time she has to take off is if she could have the consistency that I have in my training and not have be bogged down by injuries all the time, she'd be at podium. What kind of injuries is she facing? Hips and all sorts of stuff, back and this and that. You didn't tell her to call um, me? I think that she did at one point. I don't know. Or maybe she, you know, she's in Chicago and she's access to so many people. I said, you know, got to come out and get your gates um, tested by you. But you know how it is. She's got kids. She's got a life. She's busy. But, yeah, there's some there's some really, really, really talented athletes there, like Kristen Sad, who just don't have a body that allows them to, to train as much as maybe they'd want. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I do have going for me and I try not to take um, it for granted is yeah. I do have this body that somehow just, it doesn't it doesn't get injured. Um, well, look, uh, I saw a little- Oh yeah, I did get injured. I saw injured. a little discomfort. I always forget. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD, you put it out of your mind. I know, that's true. Yeah, I guess yeah. I did have- Yeah, you were whining a like injuries. a little dog. Oh, what am I gonna do? What? I know, I was bawling. But yeah. you know what, you did good. We yeah. got you out of trouble. We did. Got you out of trouble and yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was I never, you know, I never believed that you know injuries change your running gait and your injury will get better until I ran on your treadmill. That was like, that was great. I mean, and now I'm like, now I'm trying to tell my athletes like every time someone gets injured, now I assume like everything is just like you're running incorrectly. Or yeah. it doesn't it work matters. for everything, but it, it, it does matter. It matters, and and you know it, I'm not going to go there. I'm not, not going to rant about it. But you know, the other thing I did that I thought was important that nobody seems to ever get a chance to have happen is I waved the magic wand over you too. Oh you yeah, that? that's true. I think that's what sealed the deal. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Magic wand. Magic wand. 
the, I, I needed to go around twice because you yeah. had trouble with that stupid slip wall, right? <laughs> I know. Was it a big bear? I got, I, I got better shoes. So, yeah. um, I, so I was wearing Reeboks because I, know. I, because I had so many pairs. I know, you told me. Ready, and I was so cheap to buy my old shoes. I know. And like my boyfriend like basically like literally was like, Bitch slapped you? Buy some new shoes, yeah. Faye. Like this, those Reebok shoes are just not good. No. Um, and I've been running in these Hoka. Hoka. Oh! No, 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 no. Not the ones with the big okay. cushion. Yeah, the They're new, the new minimal ones. drop. They're okay, the Hoka racing ones. They're minimal drop shoes. Um, Hoka Evo Jaws. And I... I feel like I'm running, my feet feel so happy, so comfortable. They don't feel constricted. I don't yeah. feel like I'm wearing anything. There's their minimal heel drop. They've got grid flexion in the foot. I don't, I used to feel like I was running on pegs, like just like, like, yeah. 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 So anyways, for, to, for the record, I have seen those and I, I've actually said that they look like they passed muster with me. Okay. So good. people that think I got this affinity towards this hatred towards Hoka. No, I just, you know, they. You just don't want people running in high heels. Exactly. Yeah, makes exactly. Sense. Or mattresses. More mattresses. But, you know, I remember you telling me, oh, you know, I got so many pairs of these Reeboks, I'm just going to have to keep wearing these. <laughs> I'm thinking, you're a professional athlete and you run. It's, you know, it's not like you bowl. You know what I mean? You're a I runner. Know, I'm so and you, cheap. You're, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. you should have said, Richard. I like to spend money on fun things. I would have bought you. Not one of them. I would have bought you a pair of shoes. <laughs> I know. It, it, oh, okay, well, you can reimburse me for those. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'll take not, you up on that offer at, now. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get on record saying that I bought you a pair of Hoka's. <laughs> okay, because people it. won't understand that they're the ones that aren't real cushiony and <laughs> right, shit. Right, right, right. They'll just assume that I, I don't know. You I don't know. know what you're talking about. No, yeah. So <laughs> you got to be careful with that. All right, well, look, uh, I, uh, I really am rooting for you. Thank I want you. you. I want you to win this race. So do I. I know you do. But, I mean, I really, truly want you to win this race. Mm -hmm. And... I don't want any bullshit excuses after you, if you don't win it. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I didn't bring my magic wand. I know, oh my God. But de facto, I'm just gonna now wave my powerful <laughs> magic work. hand. I don't think it's the wand, I think it's the hand motion. So I think that's it is good. too. <laughs> you know, by the way, I've had people think that I was a healer. When I, if I put my hand on your forehead, you can't see this folks, but I've got my hand on her forehead right now. And there's an aura. There's an aura. She's starting to glow. Yeah. Well, the cl the closest I've won a race, a big race this year, was Big Bear. That was the closest I ever came. And right after seeing me. Right after seeing you. Yeah. So we almost had it, but yeah. um, not quite. So maybe this is it. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and I also fed you. Remember that? Oh yeah, that was great. We had so much food, even some wine. It was great. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's where are you like... taking me for dinner tonight? Anywhere you want to go. <laughs> You tell me where you want to go, I'm taking you. But we're not drinking. Well, you're, let me restate that. You're not drinking. I got to drink a couple glasses of wine to put me to sleep before these races. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> All right. Well, Faye, um, for the sake of this podcast, uh, we're going to shut it down. And uh, I've got a few more interviews to do. And I'm, I'm with you. We're going to do dinner. Awesome. All right. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.